0: Today we're looking at Group A and we're talking about Switzerland. So we're travelling to Zurich to talk with Thomas Schiffelay. Thomas is the sports editor of Tagas Anzeiger, the German-language daily paper in Zurich. And he's one of Switzerland's leading football journalists. He won't mind me saying that he's been around for a few years and has reported on many different Swiss teams. From the side that qualified for the World Cup in '94. And revived under Roy Hodgson right up to the current day, and the multinational, multi-ethnic side that has qualified for the Euros this summer. I think it's interesting to get that sort of perspective because Switzerland is changing as a country, and the national side reflects those changes. The current team features a number of players with heritage in the former Yugoslavia. Guys like captain Granit Xhaka, attackers like Jadon Shakiri, You know, their families fled the civil war in Yugoslavia in the early 90s, and they ended up making a new life for themselves in Switzerland, in a new country. And there's an ongoing debate in Switzerland about national identity and the national team because of the dual heritage of many of the team's key players. So talking about international football in Switzerland is a complex issue, not least because of the multiple language situation as well. Perhaps that explains why Roy Hodgson, an outsider, was such a popular figure during his time at national coach but there's lots to discuss with Thomas and he's close to the national coach and the players and he's got some interesting things to say about Switzerland and their preparations for the Euros this summer so grab a glass of fruit brandy I'm going to give Absinthe the Swiss national drink a miss but stick in your headphones and find out all about Switzerland with Thomas Schifler. So I'm here talking to Thomas Schiffle about the Swiss national team. Thomas, thanks so much um, for talking with me. It's great to speak to you. Switzerland qualified for the Euros from quite a tough group uh, with, with Denmark and the Republic of Ireland. And then more recently, the Nations League was a tough group with Germany and Spain, and the results were mixed. Mm-hmm. Where where are Switzerland at the moment? Where, how how is the team doing? Do you think that is very difficult uh, a
1: question because it's not that easy to answer it. There are there are mixed opinions. When you speak with the coach, with Vladimir Pikovic, when you hear Grani Dishaka, the new captain, talking, then you could have the impression that Switzerland has become closer to the world's top. I am. I have a different opinion, and I have recently um, a, a lengthy talk with uh, with uh, with Vladimir Petkovic about that. And um, he thinks they have become closer to the best to the best of the world because they play them. And I have so the, the statistical view as simple as journalists sometimes are. <laughs> uh, two years ago, they were. In the FIFA ranking, uh, on position eight, also that was the end of the year, and uh, 2018. Also, they have um, beaten Belgium in a, in a in a in a fantastic game with a fantastic performance, five two, and now they are uh, on position fifteen. They have, also that is, that is the philosophy of, of Vladimir Petkovic. He wants to bring his team further forward, doesn't. He wants to, to play in uh, a Pep Guardiola style. When you that he wants that the goalkeeper starts the attack and to build from the goalkeeper. They had some good moments in with this kind of football. For example, when they scored against Spain at home, it was a fantastic goal. They started with Jan Sommer. It was a really vertical football. But on the other hand, you see, they, you see the danger. You see the risk with this kind of football. And that was in Spain, away from home, when Jan Sommer tried to start the attack with a pass to Granit Xhaka. Granit slipped a little bit outside of the penalty box, and Spain scored. I am not a, not such a not a fan of this kind of football sometimes because when you over overplay it, then you need five hundred passes. To, to arrive at the, at the halfway line, then it's, it's a little bit boring. But when you play it like um, Liverpool plays it in, on the good days, then it's fantastic to see it. What I have to admit is that, that Petkovic is a coach who tries to, to risk something. He wants to give his team a clear philosophy. He continues his way, even the results when the results are not that good. Yeah. And he wants to do it away from home. If the if the opponent is called a Ukrainian or Spain or Germany, that doesn't matter for him. Yeah. And that is what uh, what uh, is his that is his case, and that is and he, he stands to it. And that's what I have to admit. That is a, that is a, that
0: shows his character. It's interesting that you talk about wanting to play like Guardiola. With a you know possession football, to play that way you need good footballers. Yeah, is, is he changing the team by trying to bring in new footballers? Because after the World Cup, there were players that that left the team. Licksteiner retired. Berami, there was this dispute with Berami, uh, Zemali, uh, Gelson Fernandez. They left, and he's tried to bring in new players is that because of the way he wants to play now? He's trying to bring in different types of players or is it just is it just a generational thing that young younger players have to come in because the older <laughs> players are retiring?
1: Yeah, that is a generational a generation thing. And um, of course, when you talk to him, he would say, I have always tried to play that way. But now he has, you could see it in the Nations League and he could do it there because the Nations League is not an... Uh, a very, very important uh, uh, competition is less important than um, a Euro tournament or a qualification for the World Cup, for the next World Cup. Uh, but he also for, for in his eyes, he, tries, he has always tried to play that way. I couldn't see it that clearly. And as an example, in, 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 in Ukraine, when they started to the Nations League, to the North Nations League, they attacked the opponent in the opposite penalty box. And that, also when they started, the, 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 when they started their uh, attack, when they had the ball, they attacked them in the, in, the, in the penalty box, and that was new. And that was new. And that Lichstein retired, okay, 36. Johan Churu in the 30s, Jemaili in the 30s, Berami in the 30s, Fernandez in the 30s. Yes, yeah. Sometimes you need you need a change. And there was only one player who didn't, um, who had problems to accept that there is a change. That was Valon Berami.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: that was a, yeah. that was also a, a
0: problem in communication
1: between them.
0: Yeah, but then he was the only one. It, it's interesting that you 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 talk about communication because I I saw a story and it's it's very interesting for me that there were questions about Petkovic after the World Cup. And the disappointing World well Cup, but since then he signed a new contract. Yeah, and and when he signed the contract, he I, I saw a, a statement from him where he he promised to be more open with the media and the public. <laughs> that that's true. You you don't get that very often with coaches admitting that they had a a problem. Was that was it a problem with the with the media and the it, public? It, it was it, it was a problem. It was a problem because
1: what went on in in, in Russia around this game against Serbia. It was a very, very, very emotional game. And I follow the Swiss team since 30 years. And I have seldom seen such emotions around the game. And the emotions started many weeks before. <laughs> Players like Sheldon Shakiri, like Rani Czaka, like Valon Berami, they got messages from, from Serbia, that, um, also hate messages from Serbia. And before the game, before the game, the, the atmosphere in the stadium uh, in Kaliningrad had was really intense. And there were some Serbian people with um, shirts with um, with a face of, uh, of a war general, vladic I mean, if I'm not wrong. Um, they showed they showed this gesture, three fingers. And uh Lichtsteiner told me afterwards, he has asked uh, his colleagues what, what what do they show? Do they think they win Sweden against us? And then the other players uh, from the Balkan they have had to explain to him that is a war gesture, that is a war greeting, his three fingers. And then you could feel what is what is what it's all about. But the point was that. The Swiss team inside, they tried to avoid the discussions around this game or about this game, because all these players like Jamalid, like Perami, Shakiri, they had the Balkan background, Albanian background, and, there was, and it, was not, it was not from the side from the Albanians to make a fuss about it. It was from the side from the Serbs, and once more. The Swiss Swiss delegation, they they didn't want to speak about it. And Vladimir Petkovic himself is from the Balkan. He has a Bosnian background. He uh, grew up in in, in Sarajevo. And he avoided any discussion in public about that. And that was maybe a mistake. And the the players were completely heated (laughs) If I can say so, they were they were they were over emotional. Mm. You could see that in the game when with Shaka when he scored and made this uh, double his double eagle, <laughs> Shakiri made the same afterwards after his goal, and uh, and Liechtenstein who was the captain at that time, he um, he tried to do it as well, <laughs> and he told me that he has tried first yet to look. How that how that works? Because you have no idea this, how
0: to do it. This eagle symbol is the two hands together, and it's <laughs> yeah, a symbol from it's the eagle from, from Albania, the Albanian yeah. flag. Yeah,
1: it's from the Albanian flag, and that started an emotional discussion in Switzerland about identification, and um, there were also newspapers uh, who uh, who um, criticized the place they are daft and stupid and dull and uh, yeah, not dull, but stupid and daft and um, also Bobby Robson would have said daft like a brush when it <laughs> <would have> been... <laughs> <laughs> even afterwards Pekovic avoided the discussion, he, he, he didn't want to speak about that, he said his opinion is always, I don't speak about politics, I speak only about football but he would be perfect he's intellectual enough to do that to explain what's Inside of a player in such a in such a moment in such a game, when you are from Albania and you are booed and censored by the by the uh, by the uh, by the opponent fans and insulted, insulted, I have to say, really insulted. When you when you know the, the, the culture, when you know what 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 the pressure is on these players in this in these countries, it's it's immense. And that was a real problem in in communication. And afterwards, no one wanted to take the responsibility for this failure in communication. And then uh, these discussions about these incidents went on and on and on for several weeks and months. And uh, then in in, in the newspapers, we asked the coach to be more open. You know, Vladimir Petkovic is... um, really an intelligent guy but in the first years he was really mistrustful everywhere he saw an enemy in behind every question he saw something ah that could be against me it was not the case he had the problem with this in, in the beginning when he was a successor of Ottmar Hitzfeld Ottmar Hitzfeld of course in Switzerland he's um, he's something special He's, he was. It's, it's immense that a small country like Switzerland can have a coach of his renome. And 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 Petkovic said in the beginning, Ah, there was Otmar Hitzfeld, and now who is who is coming? Also, that was his... asked this question himself, and um, and he saw him smaller than he is, yeah. and that that had a lot of to do with with miss with his with his behaviour to be <laughs> mistrustful. And um, when um, one year after the World Cup, uh, when it was in the in autumn of 2019, that was the time that the Federation had to decide, want we to extend the contract with Vladimir Petkovic or want we to end it, want we to have a new coach. And there was something that happened, something interesting, There was a game in in Denmark, in Copenhagen, and at that time, four newspapers, four newspapers who had the same story, all the four newspapers asked the same question, can we continue with Vladimir Petkovic? And I wrote that that he has to be open to the public, that he has to be open to the journalists, you know we are not enemies. We are critics. Of course, we, that is that is our job. But we are not enemies. We are not against the, the person, the the, the the man Vladimir Petkovic. We criticize only the coach Vladimir Petkovic. And then he saw an, um, that four newspapers at the day at uh, of of an important game write uh, right the same story. He thought that is a campaign that newspapers they have spoken together they have created something they want me out mm-hmm. and the new director of the national team via mm-hmm. luigi dami he knew he, he's an he's also a clever guy he knew that petkovic had, had had to change his 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 attitude towards the journalists that he has to be more open mm-hmm. and that was a, a really a really important point in the in the, in the negotiations with with Petkovic in, this, in the in the discussions between federation
0: and Petkovic that he has to be yeah that he has to be open, more open and how how is he with his players because the relations with the media have been difficult maybe but with the players presumably he's he has a good relationship although in the qualifiers um Shakiri Missed quite a few games because of his mm-hmm. situation at Liverpool. How is he with with Shaqiri and Shaka? Is the relationship good? Um, do they feel that they can play for him?
1: You know, with with Shaqiri, that it, that was also so a point of not very successful communication because Petkovic gave us some signs that. Um, Sheridan has a mental problem, and therefore he couldn't play for for Switzerland. Mental problem because um, he didn't play at that time very often with with Liverpool, or for Liverpool. That the director of the national team had to convince Petkovic that they should go to Liverpool and to speak directly with with Jacqui. To to discuss what is really the problem for, for Sherdan, Is he really behind? Does he want to play for the national team? Is there any problem? And that was also a, a question of communication. Petkovic should go more out, that he should go more to the stadiums, that he should go more to see games in Switzerland. Of course, we have not a lot of international players who play in our home league, but it's, it's also a sign of a coach Go to the clubs to show, as a national coach, I am interested in what you're doing, and that was also a point. that was important for the federation that he goes into the small stadiums in Switzerland. But to your question, back to your question, also with Granity, he has an excellent, an excellent uh, relation, and we shared, and that is that is perfectly repaired. Also that there are because these two players are the most important for this mm-hmm. team. Grany mm-hmm. does a leader and 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 shared on because he's the
0: he's the only player we have who can make a difference to any opponent. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the the tactics and the options yep. that he has. Let's just take a quick break right back talking to Thomas. Um, I wanted to talk about the tactics because Shakiri and we talked about Shakiri and and Xhaka as the key players and you mentioned that he wants to play like Guardiola plays the possession game. He's mostly plays with three defenders. The three five yeah. two. Sometimes he plays with the back four. But is it is it safe to say that the back three is the is the backbone of the team? That's how he he sets the team up. Sometimes yeah, in games he has, it seems to change to a four.
1: Yeah, to, to play with three at the back. That is his that is his objective since the beginning when he started in two thousand and fourteen he wanted to introduce that. And, and now it's, it's very well adapted and it's accepted by the players to play with three at the back. You can play this kind of football because you have, with Jan Sommer, you have a goalkeeper who is per, nearly perfect with the ball. Also at, at his, not at his hands, but at the feet as well. So he can, he can, he can start an attack. So he's a really good football player like like uh, for example Harrison or uh, Ederson or, or or manuel neuer and um so he can do that then you have you have player like fabian scher in the center of the defense who is fantastic with his diagonal passes then you have in midfield then it comes to grani jaka of course sometimes in, in england is he has he has some he has his critics. Sometimes yeah. in my eyes they are over exaggerated, but exaggerated, but um yeah, yeah, that's that's England. That's not a, that's and he can he can live with that and he can handle it. When, since he's officially the captain, he has grown. He has always been a player who wants to take responsibility. Even when he came into the as 17, 18 year old with FC Basel. He wanted to be. He wanted to be the chef on the on the on the on the on the pitch, and 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 now since he's captain, without him, it's a completely different team. Switzerland can they can afford to to be without Cher? They can afford to be without Jan Sommer, but they can't afford they can't afford to be without without Chuck. That is that is one hundred percent sure. And then you have you have Cher I've said it before he has this kind of quality no one else had, has in Switzerland. He has so a fantastic left foot, and he can shoot, and he can dribble, and he can pass. And he can, he can really make the difference to uh, to an opponent. And therefore, it was um, maybe a problem sometimes when he had to play it on the right wing. His best position is in the center. Yeah. Behind behind the striker. Because he can there he has the, the, the he has the place to express himself.
0: And will there be do you think one striker or two strikers in the in the formation because there's Seferovic as, as still the first choice? And Bolo's coming back fair. to fitness. There's a few few options.
1: Yep. In the in the Nations League he had then the, the, the best moments they had when they played with two strikers. Seferovic, Gavranovic, or Seferovic and Embolo, and then behind them, Shaqiri. That is that is this in the moment that is the uh, the, the the favorite system or organization or uh, however you want to say it uh, for 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 Petkovic and for this team. And Seferovic is also a striker who likes to have a second striker beside mm. him and mm. not. All the concentration is on him, and all the pressure of the defender is on him that he can rely on a on a on a on a on a teammate.
0: Yeah, and is is there a worry that he is now his age is 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 against him that he's thin- no. younger legs? No, 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 because he's a
1: Cefarelli, which is not maybe not the uh, the, the the greatest football player and it's about to handle the ball but he's a really, really fighter he's a competitor and he runs 90 minutes and therefore mm. he's that important and uh, there is the age is not a problem with him
0: and, and going back to midfield Remo yeah. Freuler scored a fantastic goal um, against Spain in, in the Nations yeah. League he, he seems to have really developed as a footballer <laughs> while playing at Atalanta Is, yeah. is, is he now... Uh, an important figure because Xhaka obviously has the the personality and the the strength as the captain but Freuler seems to be a key figure in midfield it's a very interesting person this Remo Freuler
1: because he was always underrated when he played in Switzerland and everyone was surprised when a club like Atalanta Bergamo catched him a few years ago and Freuler is not a player who brings you in the eyes immediately when you see him play you don't see him in the sunlight he doesn't need the sunlight to express and he mm-hmm. he's a he's a he's a fantastic he's a fantastic worker a, a fighter and um yeah he has he has he has made a a huge step in in the last let's say two years mm-hmm. with with atalanta and he's um he's a very good lieutenant too to the general And there is another one who had uh, injury problems. That is is Zakaria from Borussia Mönchengladbach. It will be interesting to see what Petkovic will do when both are fit. Does he choose Zakaria, who is who has a fantastic physical, had fantastic physical conditions, and uh, or Freuler? That will be that will be interesting.
0: And what about? The, the young players, the younger players who've come in since the world cup are, are there any players that have done well for, in your your eyes or are there have there been some some concerns that positions have not been filled
1: there is Kevin Mbabu from Wolfsburg who is who started as the favorite to succeed, to uh, to follow to, to Lichtsteiner. bobbu had injury problems as well and then he came um, uh, Silvan Witten from FC Basel, and uh, he made it very, uh, surprisingly good. <laughs> then you have a, a, a real young central defender, Vetchir Omeragic from FC Zurich. He's uh, 18 years old, becomes 19, and he has really matured in the in the last months, so in this in this uh, in this season. He's really matured. see I would be surprised. If he wouldn't be a first-choice defender in, let's say, two years, mm, okay. Uh, okay. then all the younger players. The, the biggest problem is uh, to find a goal scorer. We don't have a, we don't have a, an, a Harry Kane you can rely on. That is that is a lack in this in this team. And um, Bray limbolo he has a, a good body. He has a strengths. And he's also one pl- player who can run for 90 minutes, and he does it. Sometimes he runs away when the police comes in uh, in uh, to stop a party, A illegal <laughs> one during these
0: uh, COVID times. Uh, he was seen on the roof of a, a block of <laughs> yeah. Uh, apartments, yeah, <laughs> yeah running yeah. away from a party. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he tried to and he tried to uh, hide himself in a bathrobe, a bath uh, tube. Uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, it's a funny. <laughs> Also, on one side you have to laugh how, how stupid you can be. And on the other side it's it's complete nonsense to behave that way in during this during these times as a as a professional player in, in in the Bundesliga. Normally, normally he's a nice bloke and uh, and he gives everything for the team, but he's not also not the best goal scorer. Also that will be the, the, the main that is the main topic. Where can we find the goals?
0: Yeah. And yeah. the goal scorer. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the Bundesliga, actually, um, and, and yep. the, the way the players are playing in, in the Bundesliga. Let's just take a quick break. All right, back talking uh, with, with, um, with Thomas about Switzerland. Most of the first team, most of the key players, I mean, OK, you have Shakiri and Shaka in England, but most players have always played in, in the Bundesliga. Is it still fair to say that, that German football is the biggest influence on, on Swiss football? That the Bundesliga is the Bundesliga is the main ambition for young players leaving leaving Switzerland.
1: It's the easiest way for Swiss players to adapt in 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 a, in a foreign country because it's that close. It's the same language. You know the culture. You know everything since since you are a boy. And, uh, and Bundesliga has is of course uh, Sommer plays their Share played in the in the Bundesliga. Um, Rodriguez played in the Bundesliga. Mbabus plays there. Uh, Elvedi, Nico Elvedi, who is another young defender from plays in the Bundesliga, you can go from back to up front. It's co- absolutely correct what you said, what you have said. it's The Bundesliga has the, has
0: the biggest influence on this national team. But you now have a squad of players that's probably in Europe the most multinational. In In England, we have players with heritage in the Caribbean. But it's never a, a big issue that the fact that they, they they were born overseas. But you now have a, a yeah. generation in Switzerland with with families in Croatia, Albania, Bosnia, Kosovo, Turkey, Spain, Cameroon, Cape Verde. Are players conscious that it it is a they come from many different backgrounds? And is it a, is a is it an important thing in Switzerland that you have this multinational team? It's. Always then important when
1: it doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. When you have yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when you have uh, this uh, kind of games uh, like this team had two years or two and a half years ago in Russia against Serbia, then it's always a topic. Then people with the right wing attitude, uh, they then come, then they come out from their ambush and then they they uh, they start the discussions about identifications. And then they start to question: Is there enough identification from players from the Balkan with the with the Swiss team? And they, these are absolutely stupid discussions because look at the record, the track record from Shakiri and Shaka, for example. They had mm-hmm. together. They have one hundred sixty games for Switzerland and scored nearly forty goals. You had you had Bear Army who had has made six tournaments for Switzerland. What 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 is the problem? What is the problem? We have, we are a small country. We are a country of immigrants. We have always been. And 25, 26 years ago, you know, we had, they came to, for the first, there were the Italians. They came into the national team, like Geriakos sforza the goalkeeper, Marco Pascolo, for example. Then, there were some Spain from Spain. And then it started to come the Balkans, the people from the Balkan. It's it's our it's the it's the story it's the history of our country. And now you can see there will be another generation. There will be the generation from from Africa. As you could nearly build a team with uh, eleven players who have an African background, and mm-hmm. the best team in Switzerland, the young boys from Bern. They rely really much, very much on players from this, this background, and no one is questioning it within the team. There is no problem; they accept and everyone accepts the other one. There is no question: Are you from the Balkan? Are you from Africa? Are you from South America? No, they are players who, who want to play together. That's, that's absolutely that's everything.
0: You mentioned young boys um as the team who are most dominant in, in Swiss football at the moment. A few years ago, FC Basel were the were the dominant team in, in, in Switzerland and and played in European competitions. Um, and it's gone wrong for Basel in recent years, quite, quite spectacularly, and young boys have come along. Has that affected the national team? Because Basel used to supply quite a few players for the national team. There don't seem to be as many players from young boys in the national side, is that yeah. is that fair to say?
1: That's absolutely correct. Yes, when you see it, this actual Swiss team, then you have Sommer, Schär, Shaka Shakiri, Imbolo There was surely one or two more play who played for for Basel. That is because Basel was for for. Eight years, they were eight years in a, in a row. They were the champion. They dominated everything with their money, with the quality they had, with the money from from European competitions above all. And that is that is the, the difference now. That it has become more difficult, much more difficult for a Swiss team to come into the Champions League. The next Swiss champion, who could be young boys Bern again, uh, has to make three qualification rounds to be in the group stage of the, of the National uh, Champions League and that has an effect on the, on, on the, on the players and um, the, the point is as well that um, the, the, the most important players from young boys are, are foreign players and then it's the problem to, to choose them for, for the national team. Okay, the leader of this group is Fabian Lustenberg, he came back from, from the German Bundesliga, but is too old to be an, an um, to uh, be a candidate for for the national team.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, just lastly, um, Thomas, I wanted to to get a, a prediction from you for Switzerland for the for the Euros. It's a it's a reasonable group, I think. With it, Italy will be the favourites in the group, you would imagine, and then Wales and Turkey. But Switzerland must be pretty confident about making it through that group into the into the round of 16 you would you would hope um, yeah it's, i would say it's a very it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult
1: group mm. because italy becomes stronger and stronger um, they have some really good young players younger players then you have turkey also when you when you when we have a normal euro in two two, uh, countries and uh, with with, uh, fans in the stadiums. When you play Turkey in Baku, that is very difficult because Turkey is very close to to Baku. And then you have Wales. Of course, Wales is um, maybe underestimated in in Switzerland, but I would never underestimate a a British team or British players with their fighting spirit. Of course, the players, they have the ambition and they have the self-belief that they can make it to the round of the last sixteen, because they have, since many many years, they have one dream to reach this. I don't say it exactly uh, F. with the F word for quarterfinals. <laughs> you know that's that, that's their dream. Yeah. They were really close in the last um, in the last three tournaments. 2014 they. Uh, lost in after 118 minutes against Argentina after a really good battle. Then uh, 2016 in France they lost the penalty shootout when uh Shaka missed his penalty. And then in Russia it was it was a poor performance against a very boring Swedish side and uh, therefore we were also in Switzerland this yeah it was really the critics were, were were strong, but it was also the influence on that what happened some days before against Serbia. The, the, the team was has lost his yeah a little bit of the of the mental strength because they were they were empty a lot of empty heads of all these emotions around this Serbia game, and therefore therefore they dream about this um, they dream about this quarter final, and of course. They can make it. They have the quality to do it. That's also that's that is for sure. But they have to play three times at their best.
0: Yeah, Thomas, uh, it's been fantastic <laughs> to speak with you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
1: I hope you have understood it. What I wanted to say. No,
0: completely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for your calling. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you liked it. And you want to find out more, there's a new podcast with a different journalist from every single country competing in this summer's European Championship. You can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you know whenever I release a new episode. And you can find out more great sports podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Just head to sport-social.co.uk.
1: Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. Follow and subscribe now so you never miss an episode. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.